Hello, good evening, friends. I am Giancarlo Villatoro, the founding pastor for Victory Church, and today, tonight, today. <laughs> tonight. Tonight. That's what it, you said. It's a, it's a new word. <laughs> May 15, 2018. We are very happy here in Victory Church, and uh, we are going to start this study. The lesson of tonight is based on the book of Genesis, and it's a very interesting, interesting passage. If you want to follow us, I would suggest you to go ahead, get your Bible, the chapter 20 of the book of Genesis, and the name of the lesson is, Fear Will Get You and Yours Into Trouble. And now we are about to read, and I want to ask Tracy to, to read for us, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Abraham left that place and traveled to the Negev. He settled in the city of Gerar between Kadesh and Shur. While in Gerar, Abraham told people that Sarah was his sister. King Abimelech of Gerar heard this. Abimelech wanted Sarah, so he sent some servants to take her. But one night, God spoke to Abimelech in a dream and said, You will die. The woman you took is married. But Abimelech had not yet slept with Sarah, so he said, Lord, I am not guilty. Would you kill an innocent man? Abraham himself told me, This woman is my sister. And she also said, This man is my brother. I am innocent. I did not know what I was doing. Then God said to Abimelech in a dream, Yes, I know that you are innocent and that you did not know what you were doing. I saved you. I did not allow you to sin against me. I was the one who did not allow you to sleep with her. So give Abraham his wife again. He is a prophet. He will pray for you and you will live. But if you don't give Sarah back to him, I promise that you will die and all of your family will die with you. So very early the next morning, Abimelech called all his servants and told them about the dream. The servants were very afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, Why have you done this to us? What wrong did I do to you? Why did you lie and say that she was your sister? You brought great trouble to my kingdom. You should not have done this to me. What were you afraid of? Why did you do this to me? Then Abraham said, I thought no one in this place respected God. I thought someone would kill me to get Sarah. She is my wife, but she is also my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. God led me away from my father's house. He led me to wander to many different places. What that ha when that happened, I told Sarah, do something for me. Wherever we go, tell people you are my sister. So Abimelech gave Sarah back to Abraham. Abimelech also gave Abraham some sheep, cattle, and slaves. And Abimelech said, Look all around you. This is my land. You may live any place you want. Abimelech said to Sarah, I gave your brother Abraham thousand pieces of silver. I did this to show that I am very sorry. I want everyone to see that I did the right thing. The Lord made all of the women in Abimelech's family not able to have children. God did this because Abimelech had taken Sarah, Abraham's wife, but Abraham prayed to God 
and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his servant girls. Do you remember that Abraham did the same thing mm -hmm. a few chapters ago? Right. So my first question tonight is, why Abraham made again bad mistake? What, what are your thoughts? You know what is a mistake, right? The mistake was that he lied, saying, not lied because Sarah was her his half-sister, but he was trying to mislead people. That, that is the thing, and put the, Sarah in danger. So why do you think he did it again? He was afraid again. Of what? Of being killed. He was afraid that uh, men will like Sarah and then kill, kill him. him to get her. Right? Okay. So she that, was very beautiful. She was very beautiful, and that was the 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 reason why he, he did this again. Now, <clears throat> here are a couple of things that I want to share with you in regards to this. Every time we make a mistake, there, uh, there are going to be consequences. Right? Every single time. Do you know what is sad? Is that sometimes, through our mistakes, others are going to get hurt. And it's sad that people don't don't realize that. It, it is really sad when you think about that. That uh, you only think about yourself. That's right. When you are just thinking of yourself, mm -hmm. right? Stingy. You say everybody else gets hurt because of you. Right. And in different kind of scenarios. Let's let's talk about possible scenarios, right? Where we make mistakes. Let's start with uh, health issues. Let's say somebody is not taking good care of his health, his body, eventually gets sick. That person is not thinking that as a result of that, others are going to be <laughs> involved in the situation because now somebody has to come and help this person with his health problems, right? Let's talk about money and finances. Somebody is getting into trouble with debts or any kind of a financial situation. Then somebody else has to come and rescue that individual, right? Uh, imagine <coughs> somebody getting involved uh, in a wrong relationship, let's say adultery, and there is a child. There are going to be consequences there, right? Uh, people don't think about that in, in this particular scenario who was the, the individual who was affected the most do you know Sarah sure. Sarah was the, the one affected the most and uh, the reason why is because uh, obviously uh, she was uh, in danger, right? She was in danger. Imagine you are Sarah, and your husband, your husband says, "You know what? Tell them that you are my sister, so that way I'll be fine." Right? Yeah. He didn't think what was going to happen to her. <laughs> well, he didn't think anything about her. Mm -hmm. It happened that way the first time. 
And then when it comes to the second time, Sarah's going, I know exactly what's going to happen, and this is not right. Right. That's what she would have been thinking. Correct. Correct. <laughs> That's what I would have been thinking. So my question now is why <coughs> Sarah did not refuse to such a thing? Why do you think Sarah went along with that idea, with that plan? She was scared. She was scared. Is scared of what? Losing her husband. Of losing her husband. All right. When you think about the reasons behind this decision, Abraham's reason was, I am afraid of being killed. Right? And then Sarah said, I am afraid of losing my husband. Right? So fear is a terrible thing. We read in the verses 17 and, and, and 18 that the Lord punished Abimelech and his woman and his family. Do you, do you realize what happened? Mm -hmm. What happened to those, to, those, to those women? They weren't able to have children. They were not able to have children. That was the punishment. Right? But the prayer of Abraham touched the Lord's heart and then the Lord healed those women. Look, all the things that are happening just because someone was afraid and that fear was transferred to the wife and eventually all this mess. Fear is a bad friend. Are you afraid of something today? Are you? Think about it. If you are afraid of something, what could be that something? Are you afraid of somebody? Are you afraid of certain circumstance? Anyone want to share? Wants to share? No? No, but I have a question. You have a question? Yes, Penny. Okay, so... Abimelech? Abimelech? Whatever. <laughs> Abimelech? What's his name? Yeah, what's his name? He did what the Lord told him to do. He gave Sarah back. Right. So why would the Lord punish him if he did what the Lord... He did. That was afterwards. This is not chronologically necessarily. No. The, yeah, because the, the Lord says the reason why he did that is because you took Sarah. Right. But so. When Abimelech took Sarah. That's when. Then is when the punishment came. Mm -hmm. But then when he realized when. Abimelech realized what he did is wrong. He bring her back to Abraham. And then Abraham prayed. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. Well, I have, I have a question if I yes. can figure out how to get this out. Obviously, <laughs> this didn't, um, didn't just happen just like that. Because how would they have ever known that they, the women were not able to have children? Yeah, thank you. That's a great point. Didn't happen. It must have happened over. Good point. Yeah, and he didn't sleep with Sarah, so. Right. But I mean, our women can't have children. It, this just happened thirty minutes ago. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. this was right. over. A few, a f at least a few months. At least. At least a few months, because all, all of a sudden, no women is pregnant so in the tribe. She, What's Sarah going must have on? been. Maybe Sarah was with him for quite a while. And he just never touched her? 
But well, the Lord did say, I kept you from sleeping with her. Right. He didn't touch her. But remember that in those days, it was a tradition that it's a, a long, wife, they needed to go in a process of purification with oils and all that. It's, it's a huge ceremony. Some time took a year. Therefore, it's, it's very reasonable That's to think Abimelech didn't touch Sarah. All these women are not getting pregnant, and everyone is trying to figure out what's yeah. the deal. And then eventually they realized he gave her back, etc. The prayer of Abraham touched the Lord's heart and healed those women. The prayer of Lord of uh, Abraham. I wonder if we guys are praying enough for people. I'm, I'm wondering, are we praying enough for others, especially those that are hurting? You know, in our church, we have our Victory Church group on Facebook. It's private, right? There, we share all these needs, and we constantly promote praying for individuals that are struggling with different kind of problems, right? And I am sure that when we post things there, there are several individuals that they say a prayer. Others might read it and keep it, keep it in mind, and in the right time, they will say a prayer for whoever is sick or in need, right? But still, I'm wondering if we are praying enough for those who are in trouble. And I think it's a good reminder for us to think the Lord hears our prayers. Maybe we should keep pushing in that direction, pressuring. So keep going to the Lord in prayer for them, right? I had this discussion one time with someone. They asked me, it was years ago, that, well, when do I stop praying? Or when it happens? <laughs> when that person is healed or yeah. your need is met, then you stop praying about that. Right. Right. And then you continue praying and believing that you're going to be successful and make it. You have to pray in the good times, right. too. Right. That's, that's a good point. There, is, uh, two, there are two scriptures that I want to share with you tonight, uh, in addition to what we discussed. The first one is in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. Let me read it to you. It says, Where God's love is, there is no fear. Because God's perfect love takes away fear. It is his punishment that makes a person fear. So his love is not made perfect in the one who has fear. And I want to explain this to you because it is essential that you experience freedom in all areas, but especially freedom from fear. Because fear can paralyze individuals. Do you remember the classic story of the movie uh, Shark? When this person is in the shore, in the water, the shark is coming, and this paralyzed there, and everyone is screaming watching the movie, Brown, move away! <laughs> right? But the person was paralyzed. And that is exactly what happens when we are frightened. We are just immobilized. We don't move. We are just like stuck there. And... Uh, we need to understand that if there is fear in our hearts or in our minds, according with this scripture, it's because the perfect love of the Lord is not fully installed in our hearts. There is still doubt about 
the power of the good Lord to save us and protect us and deliver us. Because let's face it, all of us experience some, from time to time a little bit of, uh, uh, let's say, some moments of, of, uh, of fear. We, we all experience fear in, in some moments, right? Examples. You wake up in the middle of the night, you want to go to the bathroom or drink something, it's all dark in your home, <laughs> right? You get up, you start moving, and suddenly you hear a noise in the kitchen. My goodness, you're, what you do with it? You just, right? We all experience those moments, right? Another example, you are on the road, you are driving, you are going to a, a place, right? And suddenly you hear the sound of a vehicle that is driving extremely fast next to you. And then you hear, boom, boom, an accident. We experience fear in those moments, right? Sometimes by watching the news, they say things like there is a potential war, or the economy this, or the government that, or the terrorists this, or whatever, right? Or there is a disease. You remember a couple of years ago this issue with someone ill in Asia that came and they were, it wasn't an airport and all that, and all of, all of a sudden everybody in America is like, Breaking out because mm. of that. It's normal that we experience fear from time to time because there are situations that are just frightening, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about individuals that constantly live under fear. And that is what we need to understand that the perfect love of the Lord, when it is installed in our hearts, my friend, when the perfect love of the Lord is in your heart, you should be free of fear and just trust in the Lord. Not like Abraham did it in this example. You know that Abraham is called and considered the father of faith as an example for us of a man of faith. But look what he, he did twice, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. He was scared of being killed because of his wife was so beautiful. The point is he was afraid which tells us that there was something that still was not totally working well in his heart because all of us go through a process of learning, right? This afternoon I had conversations with two individuals and one of the points that I discussed with them in, in both instances was that as believers we go through a process of discipleship, right? So, as disciples of the Lord, we learn things slowly. And throughout the years in Christianity, we finally become mature believers, right? That might be the case here with Abraham, that he was just still learning how to really trust fully in the Lord. So, if you have your troubles and your fights and sometimes your challenges and you think... Mm -hmm. My goodness, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Why I don't get it? Well, it's because it's a process of discipleship. And slowly you are learning those things. So don't, be, don't feel bad about it. Just remember this. If you feel frightened, just pray. I suggest you all the time, speak your, your prayers out loud. Say your prayers out loud. There is power when you hear yourself talking to the Lord. It's powerful. But I want to tell you a funny story about it, about speaking out loud. This is the story of one of my friends, pastor friend in Guatemala. 
we are in the coast near the Pacific Ocean. So he is bivocational. Uh, he is the leading pastor in his church. He planted the church. He started the church. But also he had a business. His business was a bakery. So in the warehouse where near, you know, behind the bakery, in the warehouse there was a lot of stuff. So one day that I went there to preach to his church, <laughs> he said uh, one day, hey, man, I need to come uh, to the warehouse. Do you want to come with me? And I said, sure. So we went to the place. And as soon as we opened the warehouse, he yells, rat, 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 And I am looking at him thinking, what's wrong with you, man? And he walked into the warehouse. We took care of whatever, and we went back. He locked the, the warehouse, and we got into the car. So, and I said, brother, what's wrong with you? What, what's the story with this yelling in the warehouse? <laughs> he said, you know, uh, there, there is mice in my warehouse. There are rats there. And, and I am so afraid of rats. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I mean, I don't like that either. But why you were yelling? And he says, because when I am yelling, I want them to be scared themselves. I don't want to be the one scared. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? You know, while this guy is yelling, right, 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 he was afraid. But by speaking those words, he was getting encouraged. And somehow he thought those rats are going to disappear or whatever. So think about it. In the, in the Lord, we are safe. And you have to feel that safety and, and feel confident that he will protect you. However, let's face it. Eventually, we are going to die. Our bodies are going to stop working, right? Whether it's because of a car accident, cancer, heart attack, we are old, whatever, right? So when, we, when you think about the worst fear that you could have, the worst fear is the fear of death, right? Regardless how that will happen. I just want you to think, and I want to remind you one more time. For us believers... There is not such a thing like dying itself. It's a transition. We are just going to transition from this world that we see to eternity in heaven. Just walking through a door. We will just walk through a door. We will just be transferred to this spiritual place that we don't know where it is. But we know it exists. And that is what you need to just be confident. Well, in worst case scenario, whatever happened to me, you think this way, right? Whatever happens to me, worst case scenario, if I die, I don't die. <laughs> I will just transition to eternity. And honestly, whenever we do it and we see that in the future, you will say, oh my goodness, and I was so frightened of this. This is beautiful. This is the best thing that can happen to me. Eternity with the Lord, mm -hmm. right? And with the pass of the time, you believers are going to grasp this concept better and better and feel more confident about it to the point that one day, like the Apostle Paul, Paul said, he said, I'd rather to go to heaven. I'd rather to go to, to the Lord right away. However, I will stay because of you. Right? Mm -hmm. 
I always so. like the analogy. Um, a businessman, he wears basically a suit to work. What's the first thing he does when he comes home? Oh, think of the He changes the his clothes. <laughs> well, our bodies are our earthly suit. And when we go to heaven, we're going to take that earthly suit off and we're going to put on our heavenly. That's beautiful. I like it. It's just a simple changing of clothes. Very, very good, Hannah. Very good. I like it very much. To finish this study, I want to quote Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, which is the definition of faith. Faith, and not faithy like you, Charlotte. <laughs> faithy. Faith. It says, faith is the reality of what we hope for. The proof of what we don't see mm -hmm. that that's faith and every one of us each one of us believers have received a measure of faith probably you're thinking my gosh mine is really little <laughs> well probably i don't know I haven't been using it but remember the words of the lord jesus he says if you have faith as little as a mustard seed you will tell what to this mountain to move, to move. And, it will move. and it will move he was saying if you have even a little faith mm -hmm. you can say to this problem you are not that important out of my way i'm going to trust in the lord i'm going to believe that he will do it so regardless what is the problem that you have today or this week or the challenge that you are experiencing just remember this the Lord gave you already a measure of faith. You have faith already in your heart. If you are wondering, how can I do, what can I do to increase that faith level? Let's review that again. How faith comes? By hearing the Word of God. By hearing the Word of God. How do muscles come? By lifting weights. <laughs> do you know why so many believers do not have faith? Because they are not reading God's word. They are not listening God's word. I always say this example. If your car is running out of gas, you don't go to McDonald's to get gas. Right? You go to the gas station. Well, if your heart is lacking faith, what is what you do? You go to God's word. I promise you, my friend, if you are a listener or viewer tonight, if you are wondering, how can I increase my level of faith? Just what you are doing now is terrific. You are listening. You are getting inspired. Even if you don't feel it, the Holy Spirit is touching your heart and you are being filled with faith right now in the name of Jesus. You are. Because it happens. It's a miracle. It's the miracle of the power of the Holy Spirit in your heart. But... You don't need to necessarily come to a broadcast or anything like that. You, you can do it yourself by going to the Bible and reading the Bible. Read your Bible, read passages, and pray. Because when, especially if you can read out loud, there are psalms. <coughs> do, do you have a favorite psalm? Yeah. Isn't it so wonderful? You take the, the Bible, you read the psalm, you read it out loud, and suddenly it's like, Wow, this is beautiful. I have another story for you. <laughs> you know, when we go to uh, 
birthdays, parties, and or there are celebrations. We get a card, right? And we write something like, I wish you a beautiful day or whatever, right? But the story is about this party that I went. And uh, so the card was being passed to everyone in the party. And everyone was writing something, right? And you know, there are people that they can write beautiful things, right? Others only can say congratulations or happy birthday because it's not their area to, to be eloquent or able to write something nice or even they don't have a good handwriting. It's understandable. Well, this lady, Elena, she was there next to me and I saw the card was being passed around everybody else. So she got the card and she's reading the card with everybody's writing, right? And then I saw her that she grabbed the pen and she wrote. She, before she wrote, she made a circle around something else. And then she wrote, me too, Elena. Ditto. <laughs> because what she wrote, what she read, it was exactly what she wanted to say. And she thought, I don't need to say anything else. Just circle it and say, me, me too. too. <laughs> you know, sometimes we go to the Bible, we go to a psalm, and we read it out loud, and we say, me too. <laughs> it's exactly, when exactly. When David is crying, yeah. go, me too, David, <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing God's word. And I encourage you, every one of you and our viewers and listeners, to continue seeking first the kingdom of the Lord and everything else will be added to you. Thank you so much for connecting and watching. Have a beautiful night. Ciao.